Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? I want to, I, I, like, in years past, I've always tried to do, like, a little good local Christmas shopping. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and this year, I'm going to really try and, like, get everything. Mm-hmm. Try and keep it all there. And that, I guess that's already not entirely true. Like, I bought, like, I'm taking Sarah to see the Nutcracker. That's her Christmas present. Oh. Which I guess is, like, local. Like, it's the Joffrey Ballet. Have you seen Ballet. the Joffrey? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. I've never been, actually. Have My friend Erin thanks you in advance. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I've never seen the Nutcracker in general. Really? Actually, yeah. Um, maybe. You to go. It's cool. No. I, I don't know. Maybe I did see it when I was on a field trip as a young kid. Don't remember. I don't, I don't remember seeing it. Um, and then, moreover, I, I've obviously never seen the Joffrey and so, like, yeah, pretty excited, pretty interested. Mm-hmm. Like, I, all the photos look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, the just use of scenic design tying into it. And so, I'm excited. Yeah. So. <gasps> oh, my God. I have to tell you, though. Mm-hmm. In case you're interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, you work Saturday night, probably. So, this is mm, more. Not Saturday night, but. So, I'm going to a dance party at the House of Blues. The Ava dance party? Oh, We're going! Yes, you're going? We're going! Oh, my God! <laughs> Holy shit, yeah! Oh my god! We're I'm going, going too! Yeah, we're going. Sarah bought tickets for that like a month and a half. No now. way! Oh my god. <laughs> yes. We're, I bought late because my cousin just texted us and was like, or we, I got dinner with her on Friday and she was just like, so I'm going to this thing. And I was just like, oh my god, no way. And so then I was like, I want to go. And uh, my friend Kristen was also, the, these are the same, the same cousin I was at the Jonas Brothers concert with. Oh, okay. And so I was just like, okay, let's buy tickets and whatever. And by the time I purchased tickets, they were sold out on the floor. So we're in the balcony. Uh, okay. um, um, but yeah. Yeah. We're so, we're oh my god, yay! <laughs> so I was like, oh, I have to tell Skylar no, and Sarah. Was, They're going to be so jealous. Straight up like a month or so ago. Like whenever, I don't even know whenever like, it first came across, Sarah immediately bought tickets for it. Amazing. Which were only like 15 bucks. Anyway. Anyway. More of that, less of Corey in this episode because he sucks. Oh, the worst. God, he's the worst. Mm-hmm. It's just two episodes back. And you know what's the worst in the, well, it's the Feeny call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Feeny Call. Anyway, yeah, you know what's the, the absolute worst about Corey in this what? episode? Is that he's like made to be right by the end of it. Well, yeah, that's the frustrating thing. But yeah, I I I even put in my notes, I was like, I hate the way they're like, it feels like they're demonizing Topanga's growth. Yeah. Like she's wrong for growing or something. Yes. And he, I know. And, uh. for ha- and like for having her feet on the ground like I understand I understand the overarching lesson it's just like we took this weird winding road to get there and none of it seems related well I'm curious all right so let's let's back up a little bit okay because okay. you said you understand the overarching <laughs> this, is, this is what this is a. Uh... This is the Phoenix. <laughs> now, you, you said I understand the overarching lesson. Yes. And I'm very curious to know what you think the lesson is. But first, we okay. have other things to do, okay. right? So let's recap, and it's your turn. Yes. Well, first, kicking it off. No, it's not how we start six. this show. <laughs> season six, episode 17. The title is Resurrection. And my trivia for the day is that the Jewish man in the back praying over the kid is Michael Jacobs. Oh. Yeah. He that's makes nice. a little cameo. I didn't know in this that. Episode. Which is funny because at the end, they take that shot back to the when they say executive producer Michael Michael Jacobs and take the shot back at the like child's like intensive care yeah. area. I I never thought of that, and then uh-huh. I was like, oh, maybe they did that because he's there and he's in that, and that was why they like go back to it. Oh, 
one that says executive producer Michael Jacobs, and there he is right there. Oh, I guess that could be. I always felt like it was more of like, I don't know, just like a general, just I don't know, general hospital bit of like, and the world keeps turning, (laughs) and other families struggle. Other families (laughs) are not as lucky as yeah. So yeah, that's my trivia for the day. That's fun. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this show, so. Uh, I'll do a recap real right. quick. Boo, 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 boo. Where's my clock? Wait. It's my turn. Yep. Damn it. We're in the hospital. Uh, Joshua's still not doing well. Corey is insisting that Topanga uh, take him out of this reality and uh, make him, you know, make everything okay again. And she's like, I can't do that. I'm a grown up now. And then uh, Sean comes back and he helps Corey by, uh, I guess, lifting his spirits. And then, um, they keep telling Amy and, and Alan that the kid is not doing well. And so they're trying to, but he, anyway, he ends up going home. Eric's moving out of his apartment with Rachel and Jack because he's still upset about the Yeah, affair. that's that's that. You were, um, oof. That was a vintage Megan recap it right was. there. <laughs> but like, nothing, I feel, not nothing happens, but like, Sean comes back. You don't get they to do it. Home. You don't get to do it again. I know, <laughs> but that's all that happens. Like Sean comes back, and then Joshua's fine. But and goes oh, home. I mean, what you? That's all that happens. Corey's a piece of shit. Well, and yeah, we drops all of his emotional baggage on Topanga oh, to fix him. To fix him, yeah. And fix his life, and yeah. go see a fucking therapist, man. I know right? your emotional part, your or your partner is not the like sole provider of your emotional well being. That's true. Is that Unfair. your lesson? That's my old fucking lesson today. <laughs> Go see, go see a therapist. Yeah. Um, go see a therapist. Just to Corey. I mean, to everyone too, but specifically to Corey. All right. So I, it's not my lesson, but what, what do you, should I go? Do you want me to go first or do you? You can go first. Okay. So my, what I, I, what I, what I think the lesson and the takeaway here is really, um, it's, it's maybe not as well supported. I don't know. It like is and is not supported here, but what I'm choosing to take away here is largely about people I don't think Corey gets this. No. But I this is what I'm choosing to The lesson to take is here. not learned. Yeah. Because I, I think Corey gets to be a spoiled brat and still yep. like get what he wants at the end of this. But I think <laughs> what the the valuable lesson one should take here is it's important to leave room for growth in your relationships. And in order to kind of maintain those relationships, that you can grow alongside those people, mm-hmm. um, and that you're only doing a disservice to yourself in that relationship by clinging to a previous version of that person. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of I think that it's a matter of like leaving room for growth, yeah, in your relationships because it's only holding people back otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. What about you? I took it a little more literally as far as the ending of this episode when Topanga is like, live it with hope and whatever. Cause there's such value in living with hope because life can be very doom and gloom at times, but just sitting in that is not good for you. And so you can choose to live with that hope. And then if it doesn't turn out the way you want, let yourself mourn that. Mm. But I, I, I see value in Topanga's like, we have to look at the facts and we have to look at this. But I also see value in Sean's like, we're going to have so much fun with this kid. Like, and I think Feeney brings it together in a very middle of the road type of way when he says, I really hope that that's true because he mm-hmm. is excited and you can see that he's excited about it, but he also knows that it's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. And so 
having that hope, not letting it get so carried away that you're blinded to reality, but still looking forward to a brighter future is better than putting all of that negative energy. Like, I don't know, putting all the negative energy into the world. And if it turns out, then you're just like, well, I knew it. And then you're just hardened and jaded. And yeah, I hear that. I agree with that. But Corey doesn't that. learn that fucking Corey lesson. Corey doesn't really learn that. Corey, he doesn't. Corey doesn't learn to balance reality no. and expectations and like, yeah, I agree. You should have some like, you know, hopeful expectations that things will work out. And mm-hmm. But like, you can't ignore the realities no. in those hopes. <laughs> no. And I hate. Hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely (laughs) that Corey is over here telling Topanga to reshape reality for him because that's one, not her fucking job. No, it's not her job. It is not her job to carry your emotional baggage. Nope. All right. And two, it is a wildly unfair expectation to put on her. And three... It's as if Corey's not actually been around her for the last several years. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's just so frustrating because we won't, they grow, they, we've watched them grow up and then it's almost like this is, this is an issue now. Like she's been different since she got her haircut. Like she's been not the hippy dippy Topanga since she got her haircut. So this is not news to anyone. And so... It's, yeah, and it's so frustrating that he makes it about them. And he makes it about their relationship. He makes it about them and their relationship, and this boy is dying. And, yeah. (laughs) And And it's still about you two and your relationship. Yeah. And it's, and I took, I I was thinking about a lot of, like, processing all these feelings and emotions, and I'm like, Corey's not even trying to process any of this. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to ignore it and in being hopeful that is a part of the process you're accepting that there is that there could be a dull outlook but you're still choosing to be hopeful in that situation and he's not even doing that Uh he's just blatantly ignoring reality right now is he is he is he going through grief is he in denial he segues into anger i feel like maybe denial would be the only thing that i could say because he's not he's angry but it's misplaced because it's a topanga so i think that in grieving your anger is still misplaced yeah but we he never gets i don't know that he ever goes through like bargaining no and uh what d-a-b-d what's the what's the other d denial anger bargaining Depression acceptance. <laughs> I don't know. I know the. It's, uh, it's Dabda, D A B D A. You just gotta remember Dabda. Dabda! Denial, anger, right. bargaining, depression, acceptance. The five stages of grief, as brought to you by psychologists. Yep. <laughs> um, we are sponsored by psychologists. Well, and there is, there. Wow. I guess there is also like, uh, there are arguments to be made that like the five stages of grief are not linear nor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but so like, I guess you, maybe you make a case that he's starting, he's going through grief, but like, Oh, what are we? One, Joshua's not dead yet. No. <laughs> Two. What are we? Is grieving? he grieving his relationship here with Topanga, which is rude? Uh, it is again <laughs> not grieving. not the problem here, bro. Right. Like, this is this He's is completely so focused unrelated. on his relationship with Topanga. I'm like, <sighs> your brother is maybe dying. You know, like just you're you're so selfish. So fucking so. Yeah, I cannot stand him in this episode. God bless Feeny when he's like, ah, yes, here we are in Cory Land. Yes, oh and I my was god, like, thank you. My, for I mean, it's my favorite scene in the something. episode when he sits down and he says, "And do I not love and cherish her?" She says, 
Oh, good. Another trip yep. into glory land. Who talks like you? Yes. Love it. <laughs> love, love when Feeny is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yep. <laughs> Shut up. Those are the best Feeny moments when he's just Absolutely. like, what are you? What the hell are you talking you? about? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. It's the greatest. Mm-hmm. And so that, I mean, I just tip my hand, I think, but that scene kills it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's, and I, I hate that Topanga, like, feels forced to come around. Like, yeah. I don't know if she feels forced. But I hate that, like, he's vindicated. Yes. By the end of this. It's not that he accepts that we're going to grow and change and face reality and Mm-mm. face it with hope. Nope. It's that, oh, good. My weird girlfriend can continue to yep. help me escape reality. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, oh, old Topanga is back. So that way I don't have to, like have any problems anymore right. and it's so i hate this whole worms god made dirt dirt won't hurt shit yeah fuck what? off, fuck <laughs> well, off. dirt hurts like <laughs> yeah i just i can't i can't I, the, so the, the way that conversation topanga, yeah we're, we're led to believe that topanga as a child was raised in such a way that she wouldn't say anything about god or like a, a single deity yeah yeah she's she was not a monotheistic no christian <laughs> Whatever. Right. Whatever. So they, this, I, I gotta, I gotta shit on this a little bit more here. Okay. So like <laughs> when I dropped what a fucking pop tart or whatever he says mm-hmm. in the dirt. And then you told me that God made dirt don't, won't hurt. And I still ate it. And she says, but it was dirty anyway. And he says, but I believed you and I ate it. I'm like, okay. So like she was That's wrong. on you, bro. Yeah, like, you know, you, like you took some bad advice. I don't know what to tell I you. I don't know what you, uh, yeah, like God, it, dirt does in fact contain bacteria that <laughs> could like, potentially hurt you. Right. Like I don't, you know, like I don't know, God made spiders and they mm-hmm. can hurt. Like mm-hmm. shit can hurt. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Just because you think it won't doesn't make it true. That's the whole thing here. It's this whole like, oh, but if you if you make it that way, then it's not true. And I'm like, that's fucking ignorance, all right? That is, yeah. Just because you believe Donald Trump won the election doesn't make doesn't it true. Doesn't make it true. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. All right, and just because you say it loud enough and long enough doesn't make it true, Corey. No. That's true. Corey would have voted for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> well, I we I think we've talked about this before. I think we have. Because I, I think that Corey he... Republican. <laughs> If he, I think there was probably a good chance of that if they were still living in Philly. I don't know if he would in New York. Yeah. With like the ex- life experience that they have. And then like also New Yorkers just fucking hate Trump. So. I mean, like Manhattanites hate Trump. Mm-hmm. The rest of the state is actually. That's fair. Bad. That's very red. But yeah. Oh yeah. People who live in Manhattan. And like, even Trump. if you get out to like Long Island, like there's, <laughs> there's a lot of Republicans on Long Island. Oh my God. It's just because um, they want to stay rich anyway. Yeah. It's, it's entirely like a fiscally Republican thing. And like, <laughs> it's like, Hey, yeah, well I, uh, live on Long Island and pay a fuck ton of money in taxes already. So I want to be a Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Also. I am not in any way, shape, or form a doctor or have any sort of medical training, but it does not seem okay to me that they just stick their bare hands into that container or that like incubator, I guess it would be. Yeah, where he's, Joshua I mean, he's preemie, is. Right? So like, yeah. he's born prematurely. Yes. He's in a little incubator. And I get that they probably are required to wash their hands when they walk into the room, but at the same time, people don't wash their hands correctly. They're like, done. I, I also was like, I feel like these little holes in the thing here are for like gloved hands. Yes. Probably, right? Yeah. Like, this, and maybe this was not so back in the day, but <laughs> from all my um, medical training, I, 
at least watching like I don't know Grey's even Anatomy. like Grey's Anatomy yeah. or some <laughs> shit like that. Like my roommate did a rewatch when I was in when we were in quarantine, and they have the gloves built in. That's what the I holes. was thinking. I was like, I thought the little holes in the incubators usually are like glove. Yeah. Dip- but like he's you just slide like into those. exposed yeah. to everything. That's the thing. Like those holes are just open, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought too. I was like, aren't those usually like the loved arm mm-hmm. socket things? Like you slide into a pair. Like, this does not seem of, safe. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what incubators do? They incubate everything, including yep, bacteria, including bad germs. things. <laughs> right. Um, so it does not seem ideal to leave that open. I agree. I never clocked that until now and maybe it's just a covid thing and now i'm so worried about germs <laughs> but i was just why like, are they wearing masks <laughs> why aren't they yeah exactly like why aren't they wearing gloves why aren't they wearing masks they can't just touch this child this is anyway not in covid world anyway no no maybe in the 90s when they were like germs don't matter <laughs> god made dirt god made dirt, dirt don't hurt, don't hurt. <laughs> oh, oh no god made germs germs don't hurt also they put Topanga in a green top and brown pants, and she just looks like Shaggy for most of this episode. <laughs> I could not. She, she like, walks... She's with Angela in their dorm room, and she walks over to the bed before she does the whole, like, I was in his kitchen at the moment. And I danced. <sighs> Stupid. Yes. Hey. But anyway, she was in that outfit, and I was just like, why Why did I they hate... put you in that? Yeah. Why, why was that decision made? <laughs> I hate the way she recalls. The scene where she's like, we, he was reading a poem and I danced yep. and she starts to do it. And I hate the way Angela responds. Mm-hmm. And why do we remember that so vividly? And I'm like, well, it's a pretty specific ass memory. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very specific, yeah. I think. Um, and honestly, it was the first time they hung out together as like middle schoolers. Yeah. Because... If we are led to believe that there was a time in their history when they did not speak, that was the moment where they started kind of speaking again. That's the moment that they got on good terms again. It's true. You know, and um, let me just go ahead and say, I have very specific memories of strange middle school romances, and they are not about me and that person falling in love (laughs) or anything, because I didn't marry any of them. No. And they're not exceptional and beautiful, necessarily. I don't know. Do you, I guess you I never didn't you didn't date, in, date anybody in middle so. school. No. I mean, I but do. I have I, memories of my like high school dates or relationships. Like I remember. I mean, I could tell you about my first kiss. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I was sixteen. Uh-huh. It was at a church. Nice. Yeah. I was. Um, it sounds pretty true to who I am as a person. <laughs> I was eleven, and it was at a swim meet. Aww. Yeah, it's real or so romantic. All that chlorine. Oh, wait, no, that was that was a kiss on the cheek. The first time I actually kissed anybody on the lips, I was tw- mm, 11 or 12. I thought you were going to say 20. I was <laughs> 22. Uh, it was, I was when ins- I was walking down the aisle. Yeah, as I as I approached my, my bride. My good virginal bride, <laughs> whose lips have never been soiled. Um, we no, I was like twelve years old and uh, watched National Treasure at uh, this girl's house <laughs> in her basement, and we were very awkward the entire time sitting on this couch where we both like weren't sure how to interact. National and Treasure. as the movie ended, I went to go grab the DVD because it was my copy of it. It was my DVD. Ah, right, right. And I grabbed the DVD out of the DVD player and turned around and she stood up and kissed me really fast and I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh. and did, did not know what to do with that. Um, and I, yeah. And so, but National Treasure. Oh, the most romantic film. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. As as Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. uh, or as as Ben Gates holds Abigail's hand as she's mm-hmm. falling off the edge in the mm-hmm. Trinity Church, or, you know, uh, ancient staircase, and the Declaration is falling. Yep. And he drops her to save the Declaration, and she <laughs> says, "I would have dropped you too." Peak romance. Yes, just can't imagine why that one wasn't working out in National Treasure too. No. <laughs> nope. Anyway. Those are all my notes. The only thing I like about the recall to that moment is Sean saying, use a mirror, babe. Mm-hmm. That's the That's only good. recall I like, actually. The rest of it, I'm like, ugh. Stop. We make such a big deal out of this scene, and I don't know why, because it doesn't feel, as far as moments of Corey and Topanga's relationship, the moment where she like puts on the hat mm-hmm. or like the moment when they have their first kiss in the hall. Mm-hmm. These are things that are never referenced again. But Disney that, World. that freaking, yeah, Disney mm-hmm. World, their kiss in front of the fountain, not never talked about ever again. But yeah. this, for some reason, not only appears in this, but also appears in Girl Meets World. It's true, it does. Why? I, I ask you why. Do you carry tubes of lipstick in your front pocket at all times? No. Not <laughs> in my front pocket. <laughs> that, no. And especially in the 90s right. when jeans were like, you know, they're, well, Topanga's jeans were, I think, flared at the bottom or like straight leg at the bottom, but they uh-huh. were pretty tight at the top. Yeah. If you try to sit and you have a, and you're wearing tight jeans, that thing is going to stab you in the hip. I know. She pulled that to a lipstick out of her front pocket. I was like, ain't nobody carrying that shit around no. their front pocket in 1998. <laughs> no. A low waist, like a low rise. If this were like 2002, that shit is so low, it's going to be like down on your thigh anyway. Yeah. But when you're wearing like high waisted 90s ass jeans, that's going to stab you right in the stomach. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, this is bullshit. Where's her purse? That's where that lipstick would have been. <laughs> yes. Correct. Absolutely correct. Also, it's not even like they drew, I guess they just drew hearts so they could be like Valentine's, but that's not, she drew a circle and then crossed it. Oh, originally? Yeah. Yeah. I hate that it comes back to the Valentine's shit too. Always. Because it's so, oh God, like I'm so tired. I hated him in the Valentine's and I hate that. I know this is like the immediate follow up, but I really hate that like it comes around to Topanga being like. Sorry, I ruined Valentine's Day. Like, she doesn't say that, but that's basically, but that's basically what, what she says. we come around on. She takes responsibility for everything, and I'm like, you did nothing wrong. Right. I'm like, Corey fucked Valentine's Day up, mm-hmm. all right? His selfish antics, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Yeah, the it worst. sucks. It's so, frustrating. It's obviously, Corey's the MVP, though, so. <laughs> no. Who's your MVP? Sean. Oh, interesting. I think he knows... He knows Corey maybe even better than Topanga knows Corey. And he comes in and is able to kind of like, he, it's frustrating that obviously again, Corey does not get any sort of punishment, doesn't learn any sort of lesson in this episode, but Sean is at least able to get him to stop fucking nagging Topanga for two seconds about like our Valentine's day and our relationship and blah, blah, blah. And then I think Sean also has like a, he has like a profound, not, I don't want to say like come to Jesus moment, but kind of when he's in there and he's like, this is, this is the place to be. Like I've been on the road for like, for a little while now. And this is, which is so funny because it's been like, yeah, it's been like, oh, 
Maybe two. I guess we don't know how long Joshua's been in there, but we're led to believe it's a week or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, he has a little bit of that moment and it's, it's kind of like it's coming, it's coming around full circle for Sean as far as, yes, I, I do need time to myself to grow, but that doesn't necessarily need to be. I don't need to go on the road. I don't need to run away from that. I can still be around the people that I love mm-hmm. and still have personal growth mm-hmm. to myself. Before I share my MVP, I kind of realized we didn't even talk about Eric and Tommy. Oh my God. I love Eric and Tommy. And this one, yeah. I love them and both of them. Uh-huh. Eric's so good. He's so good. I my, I do. I love the moment where he covers Tommy's eyes. And says, yes. You want to know about the hospital. The hospital. So funny. <laughs> a great bit i also think it's incredibly i mean eric has so much growth over this season that they're about to fucking bomb in season seven it's so upsetting to me but when he has this moment of like no i need to move out like i need to separate myself Uh from the situation that is incredibly mature of him setting boundaries he's doing what's best for himself as far as his like emotional well-being goes Mm -hmm. because he could continue to live there but it would just be torture for him he can't live with big girl and the rat no (laughs) I love that. But he still leaves and is like, yeah, we're friends forever. Like it's, he, he leaves with such grace and maturity. I just, I I love him so much. I love him so much. Yeah. I love him so much. And they're about to just fucking destroy him in season seven. It's so upsetting to me. It's true. You know, I, I gotta give, while I've been upset with some writing things, I do need to give some props about, we're like on a six episode arc of like, Mm -hmm several connective tissue pieces mm-hmm. from the moment like chet arrives basically maybe even yeah. before that if you wanted to like trace some of the sean and angela mm-hmm. breakup stuff but really from like the moment chet arrives all the way up until the next episode mm-hmm. well i don't know you could you got you could take it even from christmas yeah oh yeah from because that's tommy, where tommy we first shows tommy. up yeah kind of from there through the next episode uh you really have a lot of through line connective tissue here in an interesting way that like plays between serialized and episodic storytelling Mm -hmm. and like and like and it dovetails too like they you know there was chet arrives and is dying which like dovetails into sean needs to leave Corey goes with them dovetails into Mm -hmm. the the birth and joshua Mm -hmm. and being sick sean comes back like it all like yeah charts Mm -hmm. in a in a connective way yeah um that this show's not done before really Mm -hmm. so like you know that is an interesting like thing about season six here is that a a lot of it really does line together what are you counting i was counting the months that amy was pregnant if Uh, we are led to believe that she got pregnant was pregnant in yeah april or she discovers she's pregnant at like that prom episode so Mm -hmm. april or may April, May, June, it's now July, February. August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Was that seven months? I think I just counted 11. Wait. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> what the months. fuck? Yeah, yeah. Because she, if, well, let's let's pretend maybe maybe it starts in May. Let's say that she knew. That's she's, still 10 months. Yeah. And he's supposed to be preemie. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cause like if it's prom and she knows she's pregnant, yep. then let's say it's May, Philadelphia. Yeah. They go end they're in they're in school until June. Mm-hmm. So like end of May, right? So like, you know, that's 
And typically a woman is about six weeks pregnant when she right, finds out right. that she's so pregnant. Right, right. So really, like, you have to count May. Yeah, you have to count so May. So May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Yeah, no, you're so right. January, February, that is a, that is a 10-month pregnancy. That did, oh, no. That did not... Uh, that, that was inconsistent. Oof, yeah. The most inconsistent. Yikes. I never, did not. I've never clocked. No, that until never this thought about it. But I did not mean to interrupt you. No, but you're I so was right. Just like, wait a second. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can find out when like a high school in Philadelphia has prom. Let's let's just like pick a random high school in Philadelphia. Because I would imagine that it would be. It would have to be May because they probably graduate in June. Right. So the graduation window is June 10th through the 14th. Graduation. Uh, last day for students is June 14th for like Philadelphia public high schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're out on the 14th, then prom is definitely in May, not April. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good. It's quite a long gestation period. Quite a there. 10 month pregnancy to be premature. Yep. Yikes. Woof. <laughs> what an interesting thing to. To have dropped the ball on and fucked up that one, you know, like they they introduced that Amy was pregnant yep. in season five, and they weren't like, okay, well we're gonna have to deliver on that at some point, uh, I guess, and then count it out and go, let's see if we're in May and she's mm-hmm. pregnant, then she needs to deliver this baby either around Christmas or yep. January at the back of the latest. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I'm a little surprised they didn't tie it into Christmas. Yeah, right? Instead of tying it to Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. They had a lot going on at Christmas. Because that would be preemie, pre- barely, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a, a barely a premature yeah. baby. It <laughs> would have been like three weeks. But yeah, like, <laughs> like not, not premature enough to be like <laughs> really worrisome. On life support. Yeah, the way that they're putting this, he's a five-pound baby, I think, right? That's what the little mm-hmm. sticker, the little sticky note says, the yeah, five-pound five baby. Pounds. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Ten months later? Ten months? No. No way. No way. No way. <laughs> oh, no. Yikes. That's so funny. All right, anyway. Sorry. Um, Didn't my, derail us. No, it's MVP. fine. <laughs> my MVP is Feeney. Of course. Obviously. Obviously. He did The way he, he handles that work. conversation does great work. I hope that's true. He's got the hope and the realism tied together. Um, he he simultaneously can be frustrated with Corey and and also support him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's the Lord's work right there. <laughs> he is truly just doing the Lord's work. Yeah. With Corey because right. Feeny God. made dirt. Dirt won't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch it onto a pillow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's that one, huh? That's pretty much it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, this is... is right, a couple days. Or a couple days before Christmas. We have one out. more episode, which will be next week. And then, yeah, this this is the week of Christmas. Yeah, so Merry Christmas, if you celebrate. Merry Christmas. Um, you can find us on the things. We're on Instagram, at Phoenicall Podcast. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Phoenicall. And send us an email, Podcast at Gmail. And leave us a voicemail if you want to be featured on the show. We have potentially a very exciting bonus episode coming for you guys. So. Potentially. So, uh, yeah. Potentially exciting, potentially damaging for me. <laughs> <laughs> potentially, Skylar will be, uh, I'll, be uh, I'll be dragged. I'll yep. be canceled. I yep. don't know. <laughs> oh, God, that's it, right? Yep, that's okay. All. As always, thanks for listening, y'all, and class dismissed. <laughs>